Hello, we're at Ainsley Church of Christ on Limestone Avenue in Ainsley in Canberra and we're here to have a chat about their amazing social hub that they've set up here, a beautiful corner of Ainsley. got two people here I'd like to introduce you to. The first one, would you like to introduce yourself, mate? Uh, g'day, I'm Alison. This is my church home and uh, I'm probably here every Friday and the first Saturday of the month uh, because I love, love the op shop so much. Uh, I'm Sally from Theodore and I'm a blow-in. Thank you very much. So Sally, would you like to start us off by telling us how you first heard about this beautiful place? Yes, I used to go to work last year and I would drive past as part of my job on the, my way to jobs and see the sign that said op shop and I'm oh, I wish I could go there. No, no, I'm working. I can't. When I stopped working last year, I was driving out to my hairdresser at Dixon and thought, I can go there now. What's stopping me? So I turned the car around and came in and was greeted by this lovely lady, Alison. And I've been coming back ever since and I feel really connected to everyone that's here and feel very welcomed. It's fun. Thank you, Sally. It's a beautiful place, isn't it? So, Alison, um, would you like to tell us how you first came across here or have you been here for some time? I've been here for some time, but the op shop had been going probably for about 12, 12 months, 18 months before I became a, a regular attender. And I have to tell you, I hate op shops with a passion. I would never intentionally go into one, but I always come to this one because it's just so remarkably special in terms of the community feel about it. Thank you, Alison. And that's that's exactly right. Um, for anyone who hasn't found this um, op shop, I've come across quite a few people in Canberra who know all the other op shops, but they haven't seen this one yet, so I always tell them about it. It's on Limestone Avenue at the Ainsley Church of Christ. The prices here are the best in Canberra, I should say. Yeah, part of it is actually this grouping around the, the chairs and the table in the corner. Some days there's one or two people, other days every chair is full and the, the noise is just amazing as people share together things. It doesn't have to be very spectacular, it just needs to be the reality of their lives. Part of my job here is to sit and chat, talk to people, drink endless cups of coffee, but it really is about getting to know people and feeling the connections that you make. And you don't make that connection just with a one time only. It's over time that it builds up. And one of the things about Sally coming along is it's been a joy just to sort of get to know her bit by bit. And, um, you know, I think that's the, the very special thing about this place. And I think that's one of the things people uh, feel that Canberra is a little bit cold, but if you if you look... Properly in Canberra, you'll find a lot of places like this where there's a lot of connectedness and a lot of people, you know, keeping communities going and making people feel significant. I come along and each time, usually, I would meet a person from a different side of the community that I'm attached to. One day I met a lady who was into bees and she told me all about that. So every time I come, I learn something different about life that I would otherwise not know or you know, I'm probably not likely to read a book about it, but it it sparks my interest in other things in life that I could possibly do, you know, become a beekeeper, well, I'm terrified of them, but um, there's always white suits. Um, just, you know, you, and you go away feeling revitalised and excited about life. And when you're at home now by yourself most of the day, well, I've got chores and things to do, I'm not bored exactly, but you don't have that conversation with people and... Um, you know, you'll go to a shop, 
and they, they want to sell you something. So you're not really going to get pick up in-depth conversations with those, possibly, with those sorts of people because they've got a job to do. So, you know, where do you go to be connected to your community? It's very difficult sometimes unless you know about somewhere to go. And so there's lots of things to do here, like check what's in the op shop this week. There might be a bargain that you're going to take home. You might meet somebody amazing that you would never have dreamt that you would meet, someone who's created... Um, costumes for an opera in their time. They're now retired. The beekeeping lady, the, the just, you know, chew the fat of life, so to speak. It's really, really exciting. And you meet, you, you just, it's in the not knowing. You don't know who you're going to meet. You might talk to the vicar and be amazed that, wow, he knows about diabetes and things like that. And um, it, it's really good. It's good for your soul, I think, and it keeps you going. You know, I certainly, one of the things that sticks in my mind is that we know that in Australia at the moment there is quite an issue of homelessness and people are going further and further below the poverty line. There was a person that I met here and it was, you know, a woman who was approximately the same age as me, around 50, and hearing that that person has been couch surfing for some time brings it home and you know that these, these solutions to these problems are not as straightforward as you would imagine. You know, people who sit on the housing waiting list for a long time and those kinds of things. But a place like this can give people a sense of, you know, at least something underneath their feet that they know is regular, that they know there's people there, that they know that they can get help, uh, whether it's, you know, just, just someone to talk to about what's going on in their life. And it's, it's pretty incredible. Uh, when you arrive, you have your excitement and learning possibly other things from other people. However, in turn, you can learn to be silent and listen to the other person's um, story, how they're going in their life, and perhaps, with, with respect, offer them some suggestions, which you don't know if they're going to take up, but possibly they, they do, and it might change their life to you know, find a better way on how to live or, or how to cope with something that kind of thing. I think that there's been a few, I've gone home and thought, mm, I think, I really think I did make a difference in that person's life. I hope I did. Okay, and now we're going to speak to, uh, they've called themselves the ground staff, but really these are the, the, the brains and the beauty behind um, the Church of Christ in Ainsley. So would you two like to introduce yourselves, please, and tell us a little bit about what you're doing here? Okay, I'm I'm Pastor Ken. I've, we've been, Chris and I have been here now just over 11 years. It only seems like yesterday we came into the fridge. Where do we come from? We hail from interstate, asked to come here and to help set up and maintain and grow a ministry. When we came, we decided that this church, unlike others, needed to be a church where it went out to community and were present in community rather than expecting people to come into us. And so about three, four years ago, we had a fate. And that was fateful because at the end of that, we had all these clothes left over. And Chris and I looked at each other and thought, oh, should we or shouldn't we have another fate? And the resounding answer was no. <laughs> However, we could try an op shop. Now, the church had an op shop about 12 years ago, quite a big one, quite successful. That's before we got here. 12 years before we got here. And we said, oh, all right, we'll try that. And that's how we started. Three years ago? Some three years ago now. So, Chris. Hi, I'm Chris and I'm Ken's assistant, really. Um, wife. 
Oh, his wife. Yes. <laughs> and, yeah, we started the op shop here about, as Ken said, about three years ago. And we started with just a few things and we thought, yeah, I don't know if this is going to last, but we'll see. Well, the end result is that it's bigger than Ben-Hur now and, and it's extremely popular and it's just a wonderful meeting place for people that need to talk, that need just need to spend time with other people and need sometimes some counselling, sometimes just to unload um, or sometimes just to come in and find a bargain to where to work or whatever. And the community spirit here is just absolutely amazing and really, really wonderful. Sometimes people have come in simply because they need something and we've been able to say, well, take it. And we get these very strange looks. You, what do you mean? Nothing? Yes. And so we give it away because that's what it's about. It's not about making money. It's about how do we be what we call Christ in community. So how do we be the hands, feet, mouthpiece of Jesus in a community which really and truly needs love? Two things for me I find that are really, really needed in community is grace and love. And that's what we've tried to provide here. I think from the minute people walk in here, um, they're greeted by our friendly blue healer, Bella, um, who loves people and she escorts them in. And then we have met, we've just met so many people from the community ourselves that we didn't know were around and um, form friendships that are lasting and it's just, I think it's been great for the community. It's not just great for us, and we love it. It's a lot of work because we have to pack it all away at the end of the day and bring it all out the next week. Um, but because we love doing it and we love seeing people finding what they're looking for in one way or another, whether it be spiritual, whether it be that they're hurting or whether it just be an item of clothing, you know, it makes us happy to see them happy. That's what we're here for. And as Ken said, sometimes if people are, are really needy, we will give them stuff, take blankets. And we do take quite a lot of blankets and things down to the local public housing and they can take whatever they need, which apparently goes down very well. And, you know, as I said, that's what we're here for. It's not just to be taking. We want to give as much as we can back to the community. Thank you, you two. That's, it's beautiful stuff to hear you talk about. I also wanted to refer back to something that uh, one of the other people we spoke to just now, Alison, said about the, the feeling of connection and the connectivity that she, that she feels here. Would you like to say how, how, as a pastor, you know, how that feels for you and, and what that means to you? Yeah, it's, it's interesting the way it developed. We started a little area just in front of our kitchen here and we had a couple of chairs. Then somebody came along and said, oh, I'm a psychologist and I'm closing my office. Would you like my, my lounge and my chairs? And so they came in. And I'm not sure that it's the lounge or the chairs or us, but people were attracted. <laughs> and, and it became a place where it is easy for people to talk. I was at school as the chaplain at a local school and I came back in last year and I saw four ladies standing together arm in arm tears flowing from all of them and they were just holding and hugging each other and sharing their pain but I could also hear somebody praying in that group for them and it was just so beautiful as the pastor to see that I don't have to do all the work <laughs> it's great seeing that for me the church is a is a hospital for people who are hurting 
it's not a pious place. It's a place for people who are hurting. I'd love to have the sign outside Ainsley Church of Christ, a hospital for Christians. And I think that's the sort of sense that we have here now in this little area. And as Alison said, there might be two or three, there might be up to a dozen people sitting here, all talking cross purposes and to try and hear one conversation. <laughs> Sometimes it's hard. But people are learning to listen. And this is an art that people have lost in our society. So for me, this op shop provides that place of being able to learn something about what it is to profess your faith. And it doesn't matter where you come from, that to truly show your faith is to, tr is to show the grace and the love which was given to you out to those around you. Because you really start to experience it when you give that love away. And you may not get it back, but that's okay. But it's beautiful seeing it. And you know, we have a number of things have happened for us through this. I've been invited to Melbourne to do a wedding for a couple. I not only did the, the wedding in Melbourne, but I did it broadcast to Mexico, which was interesting. <laughs> and so, and then we get invited to do, I got rung somewhere around about October last year from a family and said, would you be prepared to do the memorial service for our great-grandfather? He was a captain in the First World War and in 1917 died, having had two different problems with health, being once shot and once gassed, but back on the front line. And so we did a memorial service here for the family. And it was absolutely amazing, but that's part of community and how we do it. So, yeah. But what else do we do? Well, we have a walking group on a Thursday morning at 9 o'clock. That's, um, part of, that's part of the Heart Foundation group. That's isn't part it? of the Heart Foundation, but it's that's because I'm. Yeah, it's yeah. Because Ken, Ken's got a heart problem, but he doesn't come. <laughs> but no, we have a, a, a you know lively group. We have great discussions, and we you know we walk and talk. It's probably more about the socialising for most of them, but it's 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 a lovely thing, and we come back here for coffee afterwards. And then um, on the second and fourth Thursdays in the month, we do a community lunch uh, at a huge cost of $5. They get quite a lot to eat. Um, and anybody's very welcome to come. Just give me a phone call and we would welcome anybody who would like to come. And if people don't think they can afford to come, they come anyway, yes, please. that's right. Yeah, because that's what it's about. It's about sharing. You know, you'll see behind us where we're sitting here is a new kitchen. Now, that new kitchen is here because we see that food Sharing is a very vital part of our community, and that's how we do it. Now we have, you know, what else do we do? Oh, we've got a garden out there, a community garden. We converted the old tennis courts, which weren't being used too much. And how many gardens have we got out there, Chris? I actually don't know. I think there's about 20. About yeah. 20? Yeah, I think. And where are they from? Are they from all over the place? or? Yeah, all over the place, mostly within, you know, within this area. But, but, yeah, fairly generally spread, it, spread out. But they love it. They come here and grow huge amounts and have, have a wonderful time. And, um, yeah, it's sort of another little family that we have quite separate from this. But. Well, thank you very much, the two of you, for welcoming us in here to your beautiful setup here in uh, Ainsley Church of Christ.
So is there anything else that you'd like to um, tell us before we go, Ken? Yeah, well, I'd simply like to welcome you all here to ANZ on a Friday morning between 10 and 2 or the first Saturday in the month for Opshop. The Saturday Opshop's got that beautiful little twist of music, of live music to it, and absolutely fantastic. Then on the second and fourth Thursdays of the month, we have lunch here, and we'd love to see anybody who'd like to come. Please, please phone to book so that we know how many we're catering for. And my phone number is 0412-730-982. And we'd love to see you with us. Thank you, Chris and Ken. And I'll see you next time I come up shopping. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.